the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. I know a place where we can go. This is Crosswalk Colorado Springs, a local community faith program from 100.7. The Word. Well, again, this is Crosswalk on 100.7 FM. We're here live every day from 5 to 6 p.m. in the Pikes Peak region. I'm Chaim Goldman and so happy to have Pastor Jeff Anderson joining us here. Pastor Jeff, welcome to the program. Well, hi, I'm thank you very much. And before we get too far in our conversation, I want to thank Salem Communications for doing that, honoring women in ministry. My wife Nancy and I will be there. We look forward to seeing a lot of people from our community there. And we just thank you, Salem, for for doing a great job interacting in our community. Well, we're, we're trying. It's a big community, and we love getting out there. If you don't know... Pastor Jeff, I'll give you his bio right here. Pastor Jeff is a Colorado Springs native, a Rampart High School grad. When he was there, played on the basketball team as a as a center. Yes. <laughs> Actually, yeah, it's true. I was a center. And it just so happens I'm wearing my Hall of Fame ring oh, here You are, today. and you I went am. to state? Yeah, we won a state championship, went 24. And, and since then... That team got elected into the Colorado Hall of Fame. Oh, so excellent. Oh, he's wearing well. If, if you could see here on the radio, you'd see <laughs> Jeff's hunkin' big ring. Um, he pastored Grace Bible Church for 25 years, raised five children here in the Springs with his wife, Nancy, is, a sur- is surveying as president of the International Bible Conference. And as a lot of people know him, you may know him as this, the Faith Outreach Director and Advisor to our local U.S. Congressman, Doug Lamborn. Wow, that that's that's a big deal. But overall, he's just he's a friend of mine who's out in the community. I think there must be five or ten of Jeff because mm-hmm. he seems to appear everywhere. There's there's a, a, a ministry going on where there's a political crossover going on, and just being out in our, in our community. So, Jeff, Jeff, how have things been? Been going of late. What have you uh, been up to? What's new? I am. We're uh, we're celebrating several things. And as a community, we're really grateful for the. Announcement that Space Command uh, will be here in Colorado Springs, El Paso County. So that's a victory for Congressman Lamborn. He fought hard for, for that. Yeah. A lot of people who have yeah. worked so hard to, to make that happen. And really, from a national security standpoint, Haim, this is the right decision and this is the right place. Absolutely. It's here already. Let's not delay. <laughs> True. And it's going to be fully operational. Now we're, we're talking about just being fully operational in the next two weeks. I mean, that's really a, a big difference than <laughs> is this a, Wait a minute. Else. Is this a government agency? That's impossible. <laughs> <laughs> well, fortunately, they've been working on this for a long, yeah, yeah. long time. Yeah. And then, Hayam, we're, uh, we're celebrating. Congressman Lamborn's office is celebrating some of the relationship that we've had with Israel recently. We got to see President Herzog from Israel come and speak to the joint sessions of Congress in Washington, D.C. just a couple of weeks ago. And I was there in D.C. Oh, I got fantastic. to be on the floor of the House to hear that and really enjoyed a meeting with a group called Christians United for Israel. Maybe you're familiar with that mm-hmm. group. But Congressman Lamborn has been a tremendous friend of Israel because of his biblical conviction. He believes that whoever blesses God's people Israel will be blessed themselves. 
And that certainly has played out for Congressman Lamborn. He he did a great job supporting the Taylor Swift bill to make sure that U.S. money wasn't going to be used to support terrorists, which had been done previously. What had happened is the Palestinian Liberation Organization, they would use U.S. support funds to be able to pay people and support families who had blown themselves up in in, uh, terrorism. It's just an awful situation. So the congressman uh, introduced the Taylor Swift bill. Or Taylor Force Act, excuse yeah. me for Taylor Swift. <laughs> I, gonna, wow. I didn't know if we were doing a uh, an honorary for the you singer being here in Denver. That's being because she was here in Denver, that got me all confused. <laughs> this is Taylor live Force radio. Act. Sorry, we're not editing it out. Oh this time. man, I'm sorry about that. Okay, so Taylor. So the Taylor Force Act, and then in addition to that, the congressman has uh, funded, he's the one who provided the, the doubling of the funding so that there can be the Iron Dome that is the protection for Israel. Mm-hmm. So he's really been a great friend of Israel. We celebrate that relationship. The congressman just got back from being with Benjamin Netanyahu over in Israel. Mm-hmm. So those are some things. And then the biggest thing that's on my heart this week, and I'm glad we're going to talk about it, is back to school. We need to talk about school boards. We need to talk about parental involvement in education. We need to talk about Christians that are making a difference in the sphere of education. I'm thrilled to talk about that here today. Well, excellent. And you've have you been here most of your life? You go, right? Been here my whole life. Right. Raised five children. And so we care very much about all the different schools. Our kids who have been part of homeschooling. At certain points, they were part of charter schools. They, many of them graduated from public schools. So we've we've run the gamut, mm-hmm. and uh, we just recognize how important it is for parents to be involved in the education of their children. Chaim, the command to bring your children up in the nurture and admonition mm-hmm. of the Lord was not given to the government. And there was not an admonition that was given to a school board. Mm-hmm. It was an admonition given to parents. And parental involvement in education is something that we need to just encourage to all of our right. listeners today. Absolutely. And no matter what you choose, whether you're homeschooling or, or even, you know, fully doing some kind of co-op or going into the public schools or the charter schools, we need the parents involved. That really, you know, when you and I were growing up, Jeff, our parents basically abdicated us to these schools and, and mm-hmm. felt that they, you know, could could completely trust them. And back then, we're finding out now this was coming in. This was creeping in slowly, slowly. But it's really gotten to the point now where finally parents are getting active. And we're having a lot of even, you know, the mama bears running for school board. And this is even though, unfortunately, we had to get to sort of a a rough, desperate time to wake up, at least the waking up is happening. Frankly, one of the benefits of COVID is that COVID became the awakening for a lot of parents to realize, whoa, this bureaucratic government approach to government doesn't have my family's best interest in mind. As a matter of fact, they don't really care what's best for my children. And so we had a lot of parents reentering homeschools. We had a lot of growth, tremendous growth in Christian schools. And now the involvement of people getting running for school board, oh my goodness, it's a wave. And I think that it's a really positive, I think it's a sign of, a, of an awakening. I think it's a sign of awakening when Christians decide that they're going to get back involved with something like education. Right. I mean, we think about that as, you know, the great awakening and things like that, that it's merely a spiritual movement, but really one that causes people to need to hit the streets, right, to get involved in every facet of society and the in the different mountains or spheres, as we call them, of society. Uh, I agree um, the, this is really when, when Christianity gets very real. It's when we get out in front, uh, when people see us uh, working for our community. And 
uh, you know, getting us out from the walls with the shutting down of the churches and all those limitations that we've seen, you know, it has caused a lot of people to, to go to sleep and people have gone back to sleep. But those who woke up and I want to encourage you, if you woke up during COVID, don't go back to sleep, because while we may be in somewhat of a little bit of a lull here, um, we, we know we're smart. They're they're coming back with these things. And this is a time, you know, if you're a military person, this is a time to prepare, right? Dig the trenches, get involved, get the provisions going. And when we come back with Pastor Jeff Anderson, we're going to be talking about the upcoming school board elections and how you can get involved in many ways. We'll be back on Crosswalk in a moment. Crosswalk, Colorado Springs on 100.7. The word. Welcome back to Crosswalk on 100.7 FM. The Word, I'm Chaim Goldman, the Watchman. So happy to have you joining us as we're continuing with Pastor Jeff Anderson, who, among other things, is the Faith Outreach Director and advisor to our local U.S. Congressman, Doug Lambour. Now, while we were uh, on the break, you may have heard about the Pastor's Appreciation Dinner with special guest Pastor Jack Hibbs. That's coming up on October 22nd, but just next week, August, uh, August, excuse me, October 26th. But on August 22nd, we are having our Women in Ministry luncheon. We want to honor you if you're a woman in ministry. For more information about that, go to our website, the word FM. 1007.com, the word FM1007.com. Click on the link and sign up. It's just next week. We want to buy you lunch and honor you women in ministry that we don't uh, do enough. And there also is information right there on that website for the pastor's appreciation dinner. So if you're a pastor, we want you to sign up there also, but that's coming up in October. Well, Pastor Jeff, we were talking about school boards. And uh, you grew up here in the Springs. You went to Rampart High. You've mm-hmm. you've grown up here. And uh want to ask you over all of those, uh, what, what are you, 30 now? You're about 30. <laughs> no, yeah. Well, um, after all those decades that you've been here, what have you seen as the major changes and concerns from when you were a high schooler, yeah. you know, up until now. I mean, things have changed a lot in America, well, but how have they changed in the spring? Actually, let me give even a little bit broader context. The first school I went to was down in Whitefield, which is southern Colorado Springs, the Fountain Valley area. Went to Webster Elementary School down in, <clears throat> down in Fountain. Um, and then my parents moved to Pueblo. And so I was actually in the school district 60 down in Pueblo before coming in high school to district 20 and co- graduating from Rampart High School. Look, in all of those places, um, in my day, it was it was common that parents were involved. Parents were definitely paying attention to what was being taught in the schools. Parents were definitely paying attention to who your friends were. Uh, parents were pretty involved at that time compared to how it had become recently and, mm-hmm. until um, the COVID kind of awakened everyone and got them back involved. But the school boards were pretty good about paying attention to what was happening. However, even in those times, Chaim, there was a certain— There was a certain humanistic or secularist agenda by which they didn't want you praying in school. They didn't want you talking about the Ten Commandments in school. They didn't Mm -hmm. want you having the Bible in school. Uh, They certainly didn't want creation in school. And so they're teaching everything. And and so I had to I had to really get solid in my faith before Mm -hmm. I walked in the classroom, because in some ways those classrooms were attacking my faith every day. Back back then. And now now it's a full on. 
assault. It really is. So so we, we're coming up on the school board elections. This is in what we call an off year, 2023. And we have school board elections all over the state and uh, with, here in the Pikes Peak region. And um, people may know me as before I came here to Salem. I'm the church voter guides guy at churchvoterguides.org. We don't have a new voter guide up yet. We're just getting the survey committee question committee together to to ask. And what we do is we reach out to the candidates, all of them, ask them open-ended questions and publish their answers verbatim. And so look forward to that uh, as we get closer to the elections. And we're going to have big elections here, D20, D11, D49, and, and up in Woodland Park and all over. Um, Jeff, what's on your mind as we're moving toward well, toward this and and getting getting people in who will really watch over our children and, and come from a biblical as we would prefer a biblical background a biblical I, I perspective. I don't think there's any more important election than school board election. Mm-hmm. As we've been talking, Chaim, almost everyone is addressing us and telling us all government or all influence is really local government or local influence, mm-hmm. and there's nothing more local than your school board. And uh, so, I want everyone who's listening to us. This afternoon, enjoying the beautiful ride home. And by by the way, what a beautiful day. Pikes Peak looks great. Beautiful sunshine. It's hard to believe that here in the middle of August, everyone's going right back to school. Within the next two days, people are going to be back to school. And so I want you to pay attention when you start seeing school buses driving around and grandkids going. I want you to circle the date this November of the election because it is vital for Christians to be informed and be involved in this election. Too many people, Hiam, sit this one out. And because so many people sit them out, this gives our vote even more power. If you show up and vote in in this school board election, you're going to be a significant part of selecting those who are going to be making policy decisions about what our kids and the coming generation is going to learn in those schools. And and if you're possibly thinking about running for school board. I, be, I believe you have to check. I believe D11 and D49 have some good candidates uh, at this point, but uh, excuse me, D, D11 and D20. But D49, as far as I heard, is still looking for candidates. So if you have a heart to run for that, please look into that. And I believe you have to have your uh, petitions. It may only be 50 or 100 signatures that you need to get on there. But uh, September 1st, I believe in most of the districts is the cutoff. So if you've been thinking about it and but really do it seriously. And I would say if you if you get in there and you see that there are uh, other candidates who are qualified, more qualified than you, uh, don't necessarily get in and 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 overwhelm it because what we've seen in past years is is too many candidates and it, and it can water down the vote. That's true. But, we do have to be smart, my friend. I yeah. mean, we have to be smart because if we if we split the vote, then uh, kind of the hand picked teachers union candidate will get in there, and that's something we just can't have. Teachers unions generally have become very antagonistic to our faith. And we're seeing that right now, even with a lawsuit against the Woodland Park School District mm-hmm. and the and the school board that is there. That's the school board that is now coming in and say, hey, we want to just bring our, our values into a classroom. We don't want someone attacking our values in the classroom. And the, the uh, teachers unions are going to be very antagonistic toward that. Mm-hmm. And though most people won't run for school board, you can get very, very involved. First of all is go to the school board meetings so that you know what's going on and that you're paying attention and support the school board members 
uh, that you believe in that are doing a good job. Support them. It's a very hard job uh, for them. They get attacked a lot, those who are on the conservative side especially. Um, But um, getting involved in the campaigns, being willing to go out to donate, to knock doors, to message for them to go out there is a very, very important part of the process. So as you see these uh, uh, people throwing their hat in the ring, please get involved because that run from September, October to Election Day at the beginning of November is really important for them. And most of them are running on a very small budget. School yep. boards, uh, you know, not something that that uh, that is a big money raiser most of the time. And so they really need the volunteers. And hi, am even beyond that. And I don't think there's any excuse for anyone to not be informed and to, to vote when it comes mm-hmm. to the school board. But not everyone's going to really have the stomach for that fight because, brother, it is a war. Yes, some of our friends like Jason Jurgensen, uh, Dr. Parth um, Melpacum, uh, Pastor Al Loma, mm-hmm. all of them are on Aaron the school board Salt. in District yeah. 11. And I'm telling you, man, it is a struggle. It is a war. However, not everyone's called to necessarily get in that. But there's other things you can do. For instance, right now, I've been so encouraged that every church that I'm going to is praying for their teachers and their students that are going back into school this year. There's a recognition that says, hey, look, you're just as much a missionary as anyone that we would send over to China. And so if we lay hands on our missionaries and we send them to China, then certainly we should lay hands on our teachers that are going into schools. And we should anoint them and and allow, allow the Holy Spirit of God to equip them for that work. And so there's a prayer movement that you can make. There's also something called Cause I Love You, Colorado Springs, I Love You. And they do a lot of volunteering. So some of them are doing, during their um, city serve day, they're going into schools and and helping redecorate or clean up this thing or take care of things. And by going in with a Christian heart of service, I'm telling you, man, we can really let our light shine and build some relationship with people. I mentioned to you that while the teachers union might be antagonistic toward our faith, there are lots and lots of teachers in our schools that are open to a friend, to a relationship, to people who are serving them and praying for them. And so I think that there's another way that we can be salty in our influence in those schools. So not to not to abandon the public school system is what we're saying, and also to not believe that the teachers are, are enemies, are all enemies. Certainly there are those who have... Who have infiltrated, I would say, into there. But there's a lot of good people in there. We're going to talk about praying for them when we come back with Pastor Jeff Anderson on Crosswalk on the Word 100.7 FM. We'll be right back. Crosswalk, Colorado Springs on 100.7 The Word. Welcome back to Crosswalk on 100.7 FM, The Word, here in Colorado Springs, actually going all across the Pikes Peak region. I'm Chaim Goldman, the Watchman, and so happy to have you joining us here today, maybe on your drive home. And and if you've been with us, we've been visiting with Pastor Jeff Anderson, Colorado Springs native, who is a bit was a pastor of Grace Bible Church for 25 years, and is now the Faith Outreach Director and Advisor for Congressman Doug Lamborn. And we've been focused today on back to school and specifically the school board elections and also praying for teachers and being involved with with our school boards, but also praying for the teachers. They are forgotten very often. Uh, they're lambasted very often. They're uh, in this in this world where things have become contentious. 
Um, sometimes they're they're blamed for things that that they really shouldn't be. Jeff, what are you seeing out there as far as church involvement and honoring our teachers? And what's your your heart? How'd you like to pray for our you teachers? Bet. Well. Hi, I'm, we It's so easy to get negative about what we see in the culture around us, but there are encouraging signs. And the people that are telling us that revival isn't coming, but revival is already here, that there is an awakening. I think you can look at the sphere of education and you can see signs of awakening. And some of those signs of awakening are almost every church that I know of right now, as they enter into the next school year, they're praying for and they're affirming and encouraging those who are called to serve the Lord and serve our community and serve families by uh, being teachers. And it really doesn't matter whether they are teachers in a public school, private school, Christian school, charter school. It doesn't matter where they're serving homeschool moms. They desperately need our prayer because they're doing one of the most important tasks that is out there. We already started uh, today by talking about how the education is the responsibility of parents. It was God who said, you shall love the Lord with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And these words which I have commanded you should be in your heart, and then you shall teach them diligently to your children. So, Chaim, I know you agree with me that, that educating our children, bringing them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord, that is the responsibility of families, and particularly dads. And right, dads absolutely. need to step up to that responsibility. But as we take up that responsibility, when we, what's the right word, when we steward that and entrust someone else, then we need to make sure that we're praying for them and that we're asking that the Holy Spirit of God would bless them. So I'm encouraged. When I was at, I was at three churches yesterday, First Presbyterian Church, I went and visited New Life Midtown, uh, and then I got to spend some time at Boulder Street Church, and at all three churches, they asked all the teachers to stand up, and they laid hands on them and prayed for them. And they commissioned them in the same way that we would commission someone to go off and be a missionary in China. They're commissioning these to be missionaries in our education system. And I think that that is a sign of life. That's a sign of awakening because the church had been so focused on what happens in the four walls. Mm -hmm. They're like, if you want to be a teacher, teach in our Sunday school, teach in our Awana, work in our nursery, be one of our ushers. But now they're coming back and realizing serving Jesus is not just what you do inside the four walls of the church. Many of you are going out and serving Jesus by being involved in education. And there's nobody who has more influence over some of these kids than their teachers. Uh, as an example, my son, mm-hmm. he's my youngest son, and he uh, is just one year removed from college, but he's now a teacher. And he comes home late at night after teaching out in District 49. He's at Liberty Tree Academy. And he says, Dad, I don't know that there's any youth pastor who has more influence on mm-hmm. uh, these kids than what I have. I get to interact with them all day at school. I get to coach their basketball. And he said, Dad, this is a tremendous opportunity to influence these kids in the right direction. And look, I'm just busting my buttons because I'm so (laughs) proud of my son taking that kind of responsibility. But I am. That's happening across our community. Christians are being salt and light in education. Mm, And in in all the other spheres, getting out where we understand that if we don't get involved, someone else is. So if you don't mind right now, there's some teachers probably listening to this. Mm -hmm. And I'd like to just pray an anointing and blessing over them. Lord, thank you very much for your Christians that you have called into the sphere of education. And whether they're in uh, school administration or whether they're going to be in a classroom, it doesn't matter if they're teaching in elementary school or in high school. I'm asking, Lord, for you, because you have called them to this task. I pray that you'll also do it. I pray that you'll give them wisdom. I pray that you'll give them courage. I pray that you'll give them compassion as they interact with all of these different students. 
And then as these students are struggling with issues of life, I pray that that these Christians will shine the light of Jesus, that they'll bring the salt of hope. And I pray, Lord, that you'll use them this school year. So right now, I just want to extend my hand and my blessing and anointing over school teachers that are listening to us right now, that you will anoint them, use them, and bless them. And may this be an incredibly fruitful year of their ministry. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, you know, if your church isn't doing this yet, why don't you go to the pastors and say to them, hey, we're back to school. Have those who are teachers in any capacity, whether professionally or homeschool moms or, or teaching anywhere, maybe they're mentors, that to stand up and pray over them and anoint them because this, these are the people who are spending the time with our youth. Yeah. And we want to make sure that they're representing God and that they have a heart also to represent uh, us as parents. You know, homeschool moms, too, you get left out yes. a lot. We don't think of you as a, a profession, uh, but this is what's what's on your heart, to be willing to stay home like like my wife does and to take care uh, of our children and our house and teach the teach the children. You know, that, that yellow school bus becomes attractive <laughs> at certain, uh, certain yeah. times of the year. Uh, it actually stops in front of our house, but, but our children don't get on it. But really, any way that you can influence as a pastor, as a mentor, as a grandparent. But what Jeff mentioned about being a parent is let's not you know, we're, we're all homeschooling. And if you have it's all true. day with your children or you're having some time, make sure to have that quality time and find teachable moments. I, as a father of homeschool children, we're just always looking for discussions in order to bring up math or bring up history or bring up faith and talk it out as a family. It doesn't need to be formal. It doesn't need to be out of a book. But that special time of intentional learning, turn off the TV Spend mm-hmm. time w- with your children, and yeah, throwing a ball around or doing activities is good, but think about the teaching moments because they're there all the time, and I have to tell you that they're going to remember that long after you're gone. They're going to remember those teaching moments that were done in that beautiful time, sweet time, even unexpected when you engage your children. There's so many ways to teach them. Chaim, that's, that's what... Deuteronomy six four was talking about when you walk teach by your the children, way. <laughs> you're walking, you're sitting. Uh, yeah, rise up, it, lay down. It's yeah. not just a devotional time. It's not hey, sit down. We're going to read the Bible together. This is like the Word of God coming out and applying to every part of life. Mm-hmm. For our family, uh, we would drive to the classical academy. It took about fifteen minutes for me to to drive and get the kids up there. And rather than just let us argue and fight the whole way there. <laughs> um, I decided that's going to be the time that we're going to start memorizing some scripture. And so on the way to school in the morning, we would memorize Psalm 1, Psalm 100, Psalm 23. So many of those psalms that my kids still remember because those are those moments. Making the most of an opportunity and invest the word of God into their life. Amen. Well, what are some teaching moments that that you can think about from your parents? What are, what are some things out there that we were thinking about that we're not we're not taking call-ins today, but I want you to think about the things that you remember from your parents, from your teachers, from a pastor, from a camp counselor. We really do make more of an impact. I, I know for me, even having six children, recognizing I'm a father and how important that role is, we forget. We get so busy with the things of the world. 
But we know that that children. What is it? Children. You know, spell love. T I M E. Wow. Right. So, mm-hmm. so that time that you can, and even if it's little bits of time, we would encourage you to get out there. So even fathers. As you are the ones, you are the primary teachers in your household. Boy, we don't really think of that, do we? Hey, um, I'm stealing I want to this. encourage the fathers. Yeah, I'm stealing this example from Pastor Tim McConnell from First Press. Yesterday I heard him say that uh, he'd teach his children uh, by pointing to something beautiful, whether it's a mountain or whether it's the sunrise or the sunset. And he pointed to that sunset and he said, who made that? And he'd let the kids respond. Well, God made that. And why did God make that? Well, he made that for me. And he said, well, God made that for you. And what does that tell you? And it says, it tells me that God loves me, that God would be not only powerful, but that God would love me and give me something so beautiful. Chaim, that's exactly what you're talking about. Amen. Well, we're going to be back for our final segment. Stick around on Crosswalk with Pastor Jeff Anderson. I'm Chaim Goldman. We'll be right back. This is Crosswalk, Colorado Springs on 100.7, The Word. I hope you'll find me. Welcome back to Crosswalk on 100.7 FM, The Word. I am Chaim Goldman, The Watchman, and we are continuing with Pastor Jeff Anderson with our uh, unexpected back-to-school episode. Yes. <laughs> but we're talking about things. We're not talking about buying school supplies or any of that stuff. We're really talking about how you, as a believer in the Colorado Springs, Pike Peak region, can get involved. So to recap, we've talked about the school board elections. We've talked about the school board members. And we've talked about teachers, including homeschool moms and dads, and prayed for them. But in this final segment, we're working down to really where all the attention should go to our children, to these students. And man, is this a different age to be growing up in than when when you and I did, Jeff. And so um, there is hope, and we're going to be talking about that. But let's get real with some of the issues that, I mean, we're so far from our mind when we were children growing up. But, but what's on the forefront? True. Hi, I'm there. Are some real threats to our young people right now. And while I've been very beaten optimistic, saying that there are signs of life, there are signs of awakening. That's not to ignore the real threats that our children are facing. Um, as an example, student suicide rates are just off the charts right now. Um, I think that there's a reason for that. I think that drug addiction is just awful. Some of those are prescribed medications. Mm-hmm. Some of those would be illegal medications. I'm just telling you, I believe the legalizing marijuana has been disastrous for mm-hmm. our children because they think that it's something harmless, but I think it's just brought in a spiritual element that is really threatening to them. Uh, and then you talk about something like fentanyl. I mean, this is a very real threat. Our kids are going back to school, and some of them will will become a little bit reckless about these. Uh, they, they have pill parties where they throw a bunch of pills into a bowl, and each kid chooses <sighs> one and takes one. And, and, and yet some of those pills have been laced with fentanyl and you just get the wrong amount of fentanyl and it will kill you. I mean, back in our day, Chaim, if you were a a naughty kid, you'd get into your father's liquor cabinet, maybe, and then you uh, take a couple of drinks and fill that thing back up with water. Well, fentanyl is <laughs> a whole never, never did that. I, don't know, I never did that, Jeff. I don't know about well, you. you know, I don't know if I can hang with well, you anymore. Well, thank goodness Go that, you, uh, that, we're, that you were above reproach that way. <laughs> but right now, if there's kids who are messing around with something like fentanyl, you don't get second chances. I mean, this is killing people. Congressman Lamborn is hosting a roundtable tomorrow with all the superintendents of our school districts, with all of the board presidents of our school districts. 
And we're going to talk about fentanyl and some legislation that the congressman has introduced to try to enter in and, and help. We're trying to get them something as simple as a, a product called Narcan. Narcan mm-hmm. will save people's lives. And we want to make sure that teachers have that, that they have the training to be able to be uh, administering it. But there are some ways that we can engage. Yeah, but we got to. Yeah, I mean, we have to intervene before the Narcan. I agree with you. No. I agree with you. So so fentanyl is a threat. Suicide is a threat. And then on top of all of that, the confusion about uh, sexual identity mm, or gender, gender identity. I mean, there is a very real devil who's coming after our kids. There's a spiritual war that is taking place. And this is not something we could just turn a blind eye and, and surrender on. Uh, I just heard a statistic. I haven't second sourced this, but it, it came from a, a good source that the average age of people starting to get like depression used to be, it was years ago, it was 29 years of age. Now it's 14 and a half. Yeah. So this has come down to the point where our children are so stressed out. There seems to be just so much hopelessness. And this is why they're turning to drugs and turning to these other things, the confusion and everything else. And we need to be in our children's lives. We need to be talking to them. I got to tell you, no one is immune. You know, we think that we're believers and we have this good relationship with our children, but they're still children and we need to be in their lives. We need to be talking to them, keeping the conversation open. And and we're the first line of defense. I mean, it's great that there's, you know, Narcan if, if there's an overdose, but about 20 stages before that is parental involvement on a regular basis Absolutely. Um, and finding out what's going on with our children. So, Jeff, you know, your, your original professional background was as a pastor. I'd like you and this last segment of our program to engage, you know, as a father and a pastor. Of how can we work with and pray for and really minister to and mentor our children here yeah. in, in our local region? Well, look, for, for one uh, thing. There's a biblical principle called a blessing that uh, I think you could give us a little bit more insight into as far as how a Jewish father would bless his children. Yeah. Go ahead. Tell us a little bit more about what that blessing was like, and then I'll, I'll take up from well, there. Well, you know, and, and you've been, I believe, the bar mitzvah that we've done, even as Jewish believers, we, we do follow that tradition. And bringing a child into adulthood, especially this is the age when they get tend to get into gangs, right? They're looking to be accepted into the adult community. So even that, and that would be wonderful. And I know that some Christians have pick, picked up on like a, 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 a coming of age or a passage is to really get involved with your children, especially men to men, women to women, but it can be both. And to invite them in to say, you're part of the community. You're becoming an adult. You're taking on the responsibilities. This is faith. This is family. Uh, and to actually bless them. And we've had that. And you've been part of that uh, before the bar mitzvahs where we've had men come over and pray over the, the boys. And, you know, yeah. at the age of 13, it's really impactful. And those so, are the big blessings. Yeah. But there's also the simple daily blessing where you Absolutely. could put your hand on your child's head and, and you can speak words of affirmation and hope and encouragement. And then you can give them a prayer of ex- confident expectation and a bright future. All of those are elements of a blessing, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, praying those words, even just praying scripture, if you don't have words, you know, praying out of the scripture over your children, encouraging them, letting them know how you really feel about them. I mean, I've I've said things to my children. I don't realize that they're, they're even looking for. They get tears in their eyes. You don't realize as a father, as a mother, how much the affirmation of mm-hmm. saying, I love you, you know, we're working through things, we're sticking together. And and one thing is you're good enough. A lot of times we're criticizing our children because mm-hmm. we want them to be better. But those words 
of, you know what, with all that we're going through and with all the things I still would like you to improve, you're already good enough. I That's love good. you. God loves you. And and aren't those words we all wanted to hear from our really? parents, too, if you think about Were it? Were you talking about as far as a blessing? That that goes way beyond just a compliment. But that yeah. is a that's a it's intentional it's word of it. Yeah. It's intentional. It's affirmation. There's a physical element of it that that laying your laying your hand on the head of your kid and be able to say you're called of God, blessed of God. Anyway, I think that there is a biblical principle when you go into the Old Testament, and saw the blessing. Uh, one of the resources I'd refer people, Gary Smalley wrote something called the blessing. And I found that very helpful when I realized the power that I have over my boys and my daughters to be able to bless them. So that's something I would encourage you as a parent do. Pray a blessing over your children regularly, not just for the big moments like a bar mitzvah, but day by day, bless your kids. Amen. Not that a lot of people in the church are having a bar mitzvah. Jeff, we have about 30 seconds or so. Would you finish us out in a prayer over our children here in our region, please? Well, Lord, we uh, confess to you that there's a spiritual war that's taking place in our community, and we need you to enter in. And, Lord, we want to take up the whole armor of God, but we're also going to confess to you that without you we can do nothing. It's the Spirit that gives life, and the flesh profits nothing. And, Lord, you are... Uh, you are the Lord of hosts who fights our battles for us. And Lord, would you fight on behalf of our children? Would you bring them from darkness to light, from the power of Satan uh, unto God? And so, Lord, we pray that our teachers, our education, our students, that they would be blessed by you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, Pastor Jeff Anderson, thank you so much for joining us here on Crosswalk today. You're welcome. Thank you, It's been a pleasure. And as we finish up, we want to invite you to, if you're a woman in ministry, Women in Ministry Luncheon 2023 with special guest speaker Jennifer Jackson. This is going to be August 22nd, just next week, at the Creekside Event Center here in Colorado Springs. We want to buy lunch for you and honor you. This is from Salem and the Word 100.7 100.7 FM. Please go to our website to register. It is free. The word FM 1007.com. The word FM 1007.com. Go on there, click the banner, and we want to see you at the Women in Ministry Luncheon. And then also on October 26th, we have our Pastors Appreciation Dinner. Uh, October 26th at the Flying W Ranch. And if you're a pastor, we want to honor you. So please go on our website again, thewordfm1007.com, and sign up for that. Well, it's been a pleasure being with you today. You've been listening to Crosswalk on the Word 100.7 FM. I'm Chaim Goldman, the Watchman. Brothers and sisters, get out there in our community and make a kingdom impact for such a time as this. Shalom. The Word. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.